Hey again, and welcome back to the show. Man, it's been a while since we spoke. So, my ladies are asleep. I'm alone with my thoughts, and I just wanted to catch up with you. So, I took the day off yesterday. Surprised myself. I, I, I didn't garden. I didn't read any books. I spent the majority of the morning sitting on my couch. Strategizing, I guess. I really wanted to have a productive day. But the longer I sat, more I started to think about the weekend. I guess frustration started to set in. So, when in doubt, I grabbed the mic. So let me get this off my chest. Last time that you and I spoke, we talked about embracing the importance of our why. Nothing beats that feeling of finding our unique purpose because I believe that it determines our success and our fulfillment. So this episode, we're going to discuss some of the conditions that we'll face on our journey to purpose. Now, if you really think about it, we all exist somewhere in between good and bad experiences. We're tested, we're stretched, but ultimately, we grow. But are there rules to the game? So hear me out. While the environment is governed by winter, spring, summer, and fall, similarly, we're governed by seasons of frustration, preparation, introspection, and celebration. Now, whether you came up with a silver spoon or a plastic one, doesn't make a difference. No one is exempt from these experiences. You agree with me so far? So we're going to take a few episodes to discuss some of these seasons, but tonight I want to focus specifically on the season of frustration. Now, based on my theory, frustration is closely related to winter. Now, when I'm frustrated, it's difficult for me to be productive or focused at all. I'm not as active, and I spend the majority of the time wishing and hoping for another season. Sound familiar? So, my first experience with frustration as an adult, it wasn't major at all. But it definitely started to frame my thinking on the topic. So, back in college, a buddy of mine asked me if I wanted to hit the mall with him. My parents backed my finances back then, so I got funds in between pay periods. I should have just opted out. But, since I'm telling you this story, you know I went anyway. So, we pull up at the mall and... I didn't make it 500 feet past the entrance. Saw these throwback Air Force Ones in the corner of my eye. Did not think twice. I made the purchase times two. Two different colors. Walked out the mall, tiptoeing with a young, dumb smile on my face. So picture this. The next day I'm walking around campus, I'm feeling great. With essentially groceries on my feet. And then hunger hits. In class, in the library... Literally anywhere that it was quiet, my stomach did this weird cry for help. Sounded like an opera audition. So I called home for some extra money. I think my mom actually laughed at me because she knew that we had a while before the next pay period. I don't even think she told my dad. So for two weeks, I must have had hundreds of conversations. I couldn't focus. They literally could be discussing world peace. And the only words that stuck out to me were eat and ate. I mean, I'd ask people to describe their lunch just so I could live vicariously through them. My ignorance caused frustration, and in my frustration, I lived off of ramen noodles and tap water for like two weeks. I don't mind telling you a small part of me died then, because before I had my eyes opened by hunger, I thought that everyone else fell on hard times, never me. So when similar situations happened, I'd always ask, man, what, what did I do, or why me? The answer is nothing most times, and why not me? 
That's a crazy concept, but frustration and pain are essential to our growth. So let's just say tennis shoes don't appeal to me anymore. So I want to share with you some of the things I keep in mind during my season of frustration. So by now you guys know me. I love lists. So why change now? First thing I keep in mind is to pass the test. Now, a while ago, my sister shared a thought with me that I still live by today. Whenever you have all of the tools that you need to be successful and success is still out of your reach, you either missed a step or you're not ready for the next one. So let's say you've gotten your degree or your training. You have great experience in your field and 50 resumes later, no bites on the line. You're one of the nicest people that you know. You respect everyone. You're honest. You have a lot of love to give, but you're not meeting the right one. Now, I still have moments where it's difficult for me to wrap my mind around this concept, but even if you have everything that it takes, God's not going to allow you to move forward unless you've learned what you need from your situation. Now, I used to hate high school chemistry. I really didn't get it until I got to college. I always missed the mark. So if we scored below a 75% on any test, we had to spend our lunch break reviewing the wrong answers. I spent so many lunches in that lab that when I actually passed the test, I'd walk by the class just to see if the teacher missed me. Truth be told, I think I started to miss her. It became my norm. But the results frustrated me. started to force me to think and take an honest look at myself. Was I doing what I needed to do to move on? Now, I was studying for about a half an hour when I should have been hitting those books for at least two. I spent at least a half of the class doodling, so I cut my doodling down to an eighth. I, I couldn't cut it out altogether. Too much fun. So I made more of an effort to ask questions if I didn't understand instead of playing shy. So whenever I'm angry with a situation or find excuses, I ask myself the tough question. How much of what's holding me back is on me? Now, don't get me wrong. There are going to be many instances when you are flat out wronged. But the best way to get through frustration in this instance is to control the things that you can. Take responsibility for your part. Now, we have more control over shortening our season of frustration than we realize. Why endure pain a moment longer than you have to? So, number two, treat emotional pain like physical pain. I know it sounds crazy, so I'll just say it again. Treat emotional pain like physical pain. So here's why. About a year ago, I'm clipping my daughter's fingernails. And when I got to her thumb, I got to be honest, I misjudged. And I clipped a small piece of her skin. So she jerked her hand back and she cleared her throat and she started screaming, You cut off my thumb! You cut off my thumb! Now, in reality, there was a little bit of blood on the tip of her finger. But I guess she didn't deem the damage worthy of tears. So she walked to the medicine cabinet asked me to help her to put on a bandage, and she went about her day. Now, outside of the embarrassment of her telling everyone everywhere that I tried to cut off her thumb, we both survived the incident. So every day she took a look at that cut. She examined it. She made a mental note of how it looked that day so that she can compare it to the next. Man, she was, she was excited when she started to see progress. You know, she saw this evidence of healing and Every day it was less and less of a concern. Until one day she was taking a bath, bandage fell off. It wasn't completely healed, but it was to the point where it stopped bothering her. So she stopped wearing the band-aid. 
It was a small incident, but what a reminder that Payne's purpose is perspective. Imagine if we could actually see the extent of disappointment or heartbreak. We'd know how much attention to give it instead of masking it or hiding from it. Now, when we get a physical wound, we assess the damage. Man, does this need a bandage or do I need stitches? We take the best route, we monitor our progress, and then we keep our wounds away from things that could make it worse or prolong the healing. Once it's healed, we move on with confidence that all is well. So, a friend of mine had broken up with her boyfriend of four years and she asked me for some advice. So the first thing I told her was to assess the damage. So she, she looks at me and she's like, what do you think this is an insurance claim? I was like, no, 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 listen to me, hear me out. Do you think that the pain will be short-lived or are you going to lose sleep over this? Now, if you're losing sleep, then your bandage should definitely be prayer. Talking to a close friend like you're doing right now or even confronting your boyfriend for closure. Take a break from relationships, no rebounds, no casual dating. The last thing that you need is to reopen the wound. So I told her to just gauge her progress. So when you start to see the pain lessen, and you can appreciate the relationship as a learning experience instead of the end of the world, then, hey, embrace the fact that you're healing. Have the confidence to take the next step. So when you experience difficulty getting out of bed and unhappiness or insecurity for prolonged periods of time, it's a sign that we didn't address our frustration correctly. Now, mishandling your emotions can mirror an infected wound. So, life's too short to suffer from things in your control. Obviously, it's easier said than done, but handle your emotions deliberately. So, number three, find the positive in the negative. So, I read a Chinese proverb once. I don't even remember where. But it was about a Chinese farmer. So the Chinese farmer gets a horse. The horse runs away. So the neighbor says, man, that's bad news. Farmer replies, good news, bad news. Who can say? So the horse comes back and brings another horse with him. Good news, you might say. The farmer gives the second horse to his son. Son rides the horse. He gets thrown and badly breaks his leg. Oh, so sorry for your bad news, says the concerned neighbor. Good news, bad news. Who can say? Farmer replies. So I think a week passes and the emperor's men come to take every able-bodied man to fight in, in a war. So the farmer's son is spared. Good news, of course. You're going to have horrible breakups with people who don't appreciate you. But you'll have an opportunity to improve in your next relationship. You're going to be held back from positions at work because of your race, your age, your gender but you'll build enough character to walk through the door that's been opened for you. Whenever the glass is half full, be thankful that you have something to drink. Don't worry about the amount that's missing. Number four, respect the seasons. So you ever had a day when you woke up feeling confident? You felt like, you know what, I'm going outside and I'm going to conquer it. And then the exact opposite happens? So I had that day once. Crisp fall day, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, I woke up optimistic. So I went to the refrigerator to grab a bowl of cereal. I noticed the milk expired. So I was like, nah, no worries. Put a load of clothes in the washer, pick up some breakfast, and start my day. So I'm walking downstairs, full basket, pile so high I can barely see. I literally make it to the floor where the washing machine was, and I missed the last step. 
So I rolled my ankle and I heard this snap. I think the bone actually touched the ground where it rolled so hard. Clothes fell everywhere. Ankles swelled up like a balloon. And I spent about 10 minutes hobbling around trying to pick up everything. So do I wash the clothes anyway or do I struggle back up the stairs to my apartment? So I decided to put the clothes in the wash. I head to the hospital. I'm driving gingerly, but dangerously, with my left foot. Got checked in, waited about an hour and a half, and I found out that I had a torn ligament. So I leave the hospital in an air cast, got back, and I, I noticed that someone took my wet clothes out of the washer and put them on the side so that they could wash their own. That's savagery. So I put my clothes in the washer again. I hobble up the stairs. I sit down on my couch in pain, and I'm just dreading the next move I have to make. <laughs> then, then I realized that the remote and the pain meds were on the counter, which looked like a mile away at the time. So I'm contemplating whether I should writhe in pain and in silence or make that move. And then my phone rings. A friend of mine calls me to tell me that she was out with her boyfriend. They were celebrating a new position that she had, and he proposed to her. <laughs> what do you think I did? Did I A, hang up the phone because I was jealous? B, give her a fake and sarcastic congratulation? Or C, share my friend's happiness? What would you do after you had a day like mine? That was a horrible day. I mean, crappy to say the least. But the truth is, I felt genuine happiness for my friend. Man, it's easy to care about someone when things are in your favor. Do the same when they aren't. When we see other people experiencing success or enjoying the fruits of their labor, we automatically want to feel that same way. We want to join in and we want to taste it. But are we willing to endure the pain that they felt during their season of frustration? Will we sacrifice and prepare to see our plan to fruition? Think about the next steps. Because it's a strong possibility that they did. The last thing I ever want to do is hate on someone's success. It's best to share in this season of celebration, trust me. So, the season of frustration is going to test your patience. It's going to bruise you with physical and emotional scars, but there's a silver lining. You can determine how long to struggle or or how long you're going to be in pain by staying positive, celebrating success with others, and preparing for your time of celebration. Romans 8 and 28. And we know that all things work for good to them that love God to them who are called according to his purpose. Now, my dad always used to quote Robert Schuller by telling me, tough times don't last, tough people do. Keep that in mind as you go through the next couple of weeks. So next episode, we're going to talk about the season of preparation. One of my favorite seasons because procrastination and indecision used to be my Achilles heel. But we're going to talk about how to sort of identify our vision because dreaming about the next step is you know that's just the first part of it how do we push ourselves in the right direction i hope you guys have a great week man we'll speak again in a few